Folks, this just in. The ongoing comic book discussion podcast confirms comic books are cool. Welcome to another exciting episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Tess. And this week we're going to do maybe a little switcheroo on you guys. Uh, Last week we recorded our first real, like, normal episode, not the introduction episode. Uh, It was Batwoman. We Mm -hmm. talked about the Batwoman trade. And then we came across uh, the idea that... Maybe we should do like a, a comic book 101. Yeah, like a terminology episode so that within all the episodes where we talk about comic books, etc., we can always be like, hey guys, if you don't know some terminology here, if you're new to comic books, we want to make sure that you're in on the story with us so you can always reference back to this handy episode here. Exactly. And from my point of view, um, I just assume that everyone knows the same terms and everything that I do when it comes to comic books. Right. And we all know what happens when you assume. assume. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, it's fun. This is fun for me to kind of go back actually to the basics and just kind of you know reestablish myself you know with yeah. the world of comic books. Absolutely, yeah. Through your eyes, Tess, mm-hmm. which is awesome. The fun part. That's yeah. the fun part, right? And yeah. and it's 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 an interesting ride because like when we did Batwoman, I was asking so many questions, and he was like, "Oh man, I gotta really break this down because we just want to make sure." everybody's with us on this ride and can understand everything 100% and are as, is ex, as excited with uh, the comic book world as we are. Right, and because our thesis is of this podcast is uh, w- one newbie and one veteran talking about comic books, basically, yeah. so mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yes. So we hope that this episode, um, we're not quite sure where we're going to put it in the podcast, either it'll come after Batwoman or before, um, but the goal of this particular episode is basically just to break down and talk about just terminology and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think you guys, even if you already know this kind of stuff, you, you'll still probably have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. I'll interject yeah. some personal you know, stuff into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going <laughs> to, we're going to not try to make this like boring or anything. This isn't going to be like a, a stale conversation, it's but supposed to be fun. it's yeah. supposed <laughs> to be fun, but let's, but let's, you know, let's get on the same page with like some terms and whatnot. And, yes. and, you know, so we can all speak the same language basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. So yeah. I thought, that we could start off with and forgive us we usually talk about what's going on with our comic book lives per se but we're just gonna jump right into it because as we were making notes we're like oh man this is gonna be a long episode so we better just jump right in (laughs) well and and i think especially since the fact that our our batwoman episode we thought was gonna be an hour turned (laughs) out to be an hour and a half and i think our intro episode is like what 45 minutes minutes. and we thought that was gonna be like 15 minutes to 30 minutes so we know that we can talk i talk a lot I know that <laughs> no I talk to you I talk to you we're in this together and we just love like I'll come because we record at Corey's house right now and I'll just walk in and we'll just talk about comics I think we talked for like an hour before we even started yeah. just about comics yeah I know it's it's fun and I I, I just like like pretty much word vomit all over Tess like right when she walks in I'm like oh let me show you this because I'm unfortunately I'm cleaning my apartment to to move in a few a couple months He's and uh, me. I know we're gonna keep recording remotely yes um that's so it won't be an issue or anything like that mm-hmm. and I, if anything I think it'll be fun to keep our friendship uh you know we, we would be friends in any ways when I yeah. move, but it's gonna <laughs> keep our friendship exciting yes. and engaging mm-hmm. um so but anyways 
you know, without further ado, mm-hmm. let's let's jump into this one, like you said, because I think we're going to probably have a lot to talk about. Yes. And if if not, then we'll just talk about that or the what we've been up to at the end. You yeah, know? <laughs> there we go. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought we'd start off with the people of the comic book world. So obviously that's the guy or girl, uh, their name on the front cover. That's everybody from the writer, the penciler, the anchor, cuddler colorist not cuddlist colorist (laughs) and letterer and editor so let's start off with the writer will you give us a little background on the what the writer would be so the writer does the the story the overall story where you know where it's going to go usually they write in like we talked about chunks like arcs so Mm -hmm. four or five issues but they also have to break down each individual issue too Mm -hmm. Uh, and you also have to think Every issue has to be entertaining as well. Like you can't just say the the climax. It's not like a movie where the climax comes in the last section. Like right. you have to make each individual issue also have its own mini climax and everything like that. Uh, so the writer does the the story, the plot, um, and all like the words, all the the dialogue. They're the guy who makes the cliffhangers at the end. That's right. Yes. Okay, I guess we'll just keep going. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, we got the penciler. Right. And the penciler is the person who draws the comic in a pencil. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> and, and obviously they work uh, in tandem with, with inkers. Um, but a penciler, and we'll get to inkers in a second, but like you said, a penciler, they work in you know graphite. They do, they work on, like comic book pages are big. You, you mm-hmm. saw, you watched that documentary, so I'm sure you saw what yes, they looked like. Yes, on the History Channel, History yeah. of Comic Books. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Uh, we recommended, recommended it on the Batwoman episode. It's on uh, YouTube for free. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, good. So I don't need to keep that old DVD copy that i've been <laughs> oh yeah i mean you can and it's nice it's it yeah because it's one of those things i love just giving it out to people to go watch and yeah, borrow because it's such a condensed history mm-hmm. of it's like a hundred minutes of just condensed history do you, when did it end by the way do you remember it when did it end like what is in what year it was like 2001 oh gosh when when they recorded it yeah just now? i think it was like the early 2000s yeah, oh it was it, they got uh to 2011 uh, sorry 9 11 2001 because that's when they talked about spider-man and uh 9-11 happened right. in New York and right. stuff like that. And how so. Marvel Comics dealt with that and everything. Yes. Cool. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Oh, my gosh. I totally did. But the, I guess what the segue point was that, you know, uh, pencilers do exactly what you think they do. They draw in pencil and then, uh, you know, on a big piece of paper, same, like, size or same dimensions as a comic book, but just, like, a blown-up piece of paper. So, okay. like, double the size of what it's going to be shrunk down into. It gets shrunk? Oh, yeah, yeah. The So the, the actual image that they draw on is, uh-huh. it looks like a comic book, but it's just, like, huge. Big paper. Yeah, just a giant piece That's of paper. That's how they get all the details That's how you there. get all the detail in there. Um, and the, the papers themselves have, like, printed like lines where the gutters are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's a gutter? And the gutter <laughs> is is the space in the middle of the seam between the two pages. So there's actually, it doesn't just turn into the seam. It just, there's actually a space in there. Right. Yeah, If there huh. is a space, but, you know, some people, uh, some artists, you know, can can feel free to you know do a two page two page splash spread where mm-hmm. you know it, it all the image will actually go into the gutter mm-hmm. um and everything and uh which i never quite cared for when i was younger because you lose some of the art in the middle oh. of the gutter yeah like where the seam is and everything um but art you know nine times out of ten an artist won't draw like into the gutter they'll leave like some white space and it's all mm-hmm. 
marked on their like paper and I, it's like marked in like, you know, light blue ink so that like when people like it, it doesn't show up in print, oh. you know, it's kind of like animation. They use different color uh, ink stuffs mm-hmm. to, to keep them from showing up in print. And that way you can kind of still have the visual representation there. Oh, yeah. I learned something new. Yeah. That was two terms in one. <laughs> and then oh, segues right into the inker. Yes. Inker. Go for it. Which is what you think it is. They go in and put the inks on top of the pencils. Now, there is a, like, huge range of, like, how much the inker will, like, fill in. Mm -hmm. Some inkers are like they just have their own style so so some inkers work really well with some artists some inkers make the pencils so much better than they ever were sometimes you'll see pencils and you're like oh the inker did like 35 percent of your work and sometimes an inker will even fill in some details if the if the artist you know i mean these guys have to crank these pages out yeah one a day maybe you know i mean yeah exactly tight tight deadline well they have an average size comic is 20 pages okay um let me see. Was that a comic or an issue? Yeah. It, well, it, it's we'll it's third. It, uh, now, yeah, an average. Like whenever I say comic book, I'm usually always referring to an, an actual single issue. Like, okay. like, and kind of. I don't want to see everyone, but like that's kind of how people refer to it. It's like if you see a comic book, you're talking about the one single issue. If you're okay. talking about a trade, people will read comics. They'll say trade. They'll okay. say graphic novel. But if you just say comic book, you're talking about a standard single issue, which standard is usually about 32 pages, which is uh, okay. 20 pages of, of art and 12 pages of ads. Um, yes, I didn't realize that comic books had ads. I was like, what? I, it was confusing because it come in right in the middle of the story, and I'm like, this has nothing to do. Oh, it's an ad. Well, because you're, you've got your start reading trades, and yes, trades take out the ads, true. which so we didn't even talk about before. Right. Um, but that's and, – and again, this is, and this is fun for me because – I didn't even think about that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just something that I take for granted, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but it's it's going. But yeah, going back to the to the inkers, like, you know, like it's it's not a, it's not tracing. And oh, you know what? Have uh. you ever seen uh, Chasing Amy with uh, long time ago? Yes. Yeah. Now he uh, Jason Lee's character was an inker. Okay. And he kept people yelling, "Oh, you're just a tracer." They're not tracers. Huh? They have their own style. They like choose how to like fill in the dark spots. Do they want? Is it all oh, inky? Wow. Is it is it cross hatched? And I mean, I have seen so many inkers elevate uh, a penciler's art. Like mm-hmm. the artist, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I, the writer and the penciler get so much credit, but it's a, it's a team effort. Sure, the inkers does just as much work. It's just as artistic. As the penciler. Okay. And a lot of times, like I said, they have their own style. And you'll even see occasionally uh, an inker also doing pencil work. Like, uh, you know, and then, oh, this issue, they're the inker, you know. And oh. some issues, they are the they can be the penciler. Some of them are a little more versatile. Some of them are more, you know, specific. And then mm-hmm. you also get, like, teams. Okay. You know, like, hey, this guy works with, the, or this person works with the that person. Team. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and, but, or you get people like... um Mark, I want to say, I always want to call him Texteria because I, I never knew his name. It's T-E-X-T-I-E-R-A. Mm-hmm. I think it's Texteria. Um, anyways, I, I always liked his art, but he he's very much does his own inking. Okay. Um, and when he doesn't do his own inking, you can tell. You can tell. And it looks really bad, but he's got his own style of inking. You know, it's It's cool. You'll start learning like artists, some artists do their own inking. That's kind of rare you mm-hmm. know especially like on a monthly book if it's an if they're a monthly artist they don't kind of do their own inking okay um 
Wow. But I mean, there's, there's, of course, there's exceptions to every rule. Sure. These yeah, are, yeah. and we're gonna just, ba- we're gonna talk broad, general strokes. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know when, when we say an average comic book is thirty-two issues or thirty-two um, pages. pages not I mean, independent comics can range like right. image comics can range in size and everything but when we say average we're talking about marvel and dc pretty right much. and when we say independent we mean not marvel or dc not marvel or dc pretty <laughs> yes. much yeah the big two which <laughs> the, we'll get into those are the big two but let's stick to the people um okay so the next one is the colorist which they give the comic books their color exactly exactly mm-hmm. and i was just showing you some independent comics from my childhood yes and you remarked um <laughs> from Aircell, they're from Aircell Comics circa like 88, something mm-hmm. like that. And you're when I started showing, you're like, oh, these are black and white. And yeah, because most independent comics, the more independent it is, first thing you're going to do is cut out colors. Because uh-huh. it's not just a person you have to pay, but it's a printing. Like, it's more expensive to point. print a color comic than it is to print a black and white comic. Gotcha. So if you're if you're super independent, if you're doing this all yourself, you're probably mm. not going to have a colorist. Okay. It, yeah, you just got to get the story out there. It's like, an, yeah, you know, exactly. And and I mean, and that's not to minimalize mm-hmm. what a colorist does because colorists are just as part of the, te- uh, you know, important part of the team. But you don't need one if you're going to put out a black and white comic. <laughs> and I'm sure the colorists do like the shading, too, and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, they do a lot of the shading. Um, if you're not going to use a colorist, then you might have like a watercolor ink wash uh, mm. to do some shades with, mm-hmm. you know, but still be black and white. Okay. You know? I got you. Um, but, but yeah, they, they, they add, I mean, they elevate. They, like, their job literally is to elevate what's already there. And, okay. You know, some of them use anywhere from watercolor to magic marker to Photoshop you know, uh, or Illustrator, or whatever. On the computer. Yeah, yeah so they the either do it hand color or on the computer. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of them, I, I, I think there's probably a, uh, I know that letters don't mm-hmm. ever really use the computer. That's more by hand. Mm-hmm. But I think colorists kind of fall into the, can use, like, it's, it's, it's okay. You know, you don't really. Yeah. lose any uh, quality in that way by using a computer to color it. Well, you mentioned the letterer, so we'll just go ahead and jump right into that. So Corey taught me in the first episode, or I'm doing air quotes, first episode of Batwoman. <laughs> I don't know where this one will be. But um, uh, that all comic books are hand-lettered. That's amazing. I think that's so interesting. Because, and also um, because some of the different characters, they have different fonts, yeah, and it's sometimes like like a, a fun letterer will do different styles for each voice and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when they're working, they're usually working before the colors are put down. Because mm-hmm. um, why color something if you're just going to put a word balloon over it, right? Right. Um, so and then you'll so it'll usually get pencils. And then uh, I think inks and then letters. I'm not sure. I'm sure sometimes oh, what order like, goes in. Yeah, I I'm saying. sure sometimes like inks will, you know, can get swapped with letters or whatever. Um, but and also, too, like when they're doing them by hand, they will do like little like lines of like that blue, like a blue pencil or something. So to kind of keep their their form and, and stay within the line oh. because that blue doesn't it, it's like um uh, animation certain colors don't get picked up when you scan the the paper in okay. you know or you can just say don't you know pick that color up so they can use certain types of blue and like those lines will still be there when they go to print but you can't see them because they just them. won't show up Ooh, yeah. Yeah. that's really cool I, um i was reading captain marvel and thor had like an old english font mm-hmm. and i immediately had his voice in my head i was like oh 
I thought that was really interesting. I didn't know they did that. And and you now that you're now that you know that you can look for it and see like okay cool that's you know that's that's someone actually did that by hand Mm -hmm. you know which you can appreciate the 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 craftsmanship of making every single you know letter fit and everything yeah it's really it's really it's again it's I said it in the Batwoman um, episode but it is a truly unsung you know, part of the, of the team, yeah. but just as, because I mean, they have to take, you know, they have to figure out the size of that balloon. I, I sometimes, I think sometimes the artist put the balloon in, but I, th- and I think the letterer actually puts the balloon in. Oh, dang. Um, okay. And, uh, um, and they, I mean, they have to, you take this chunk of dialogue mm-hmm. and you think, okay, it's easy to just put it in this like balloon thing, but they have to like figure, is this word going to, is this word longer? Is it going to break? Do I have to hyphen it to put it on the next line? Yeah. Like how is the, how is this best is going to be easiest to read everything like that. Yeah. And you know, it, there's a lot of thought. There's thought, basically what I'm trying to say is, you know, don't take it for granted. There's a lot yeah. of thought put into it. <laughs> I mean, how would you do that? That would be very hard on a computer. I know. Do. And I used, to, I had a briefly, brief lived um, comic strip, like mm-hmm. an online comic strip. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a comic book, but like a strip where, like, yeah. you know, like a like funny, you would see a funny, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. A few panels. Okay. And, you know, like at first I was like, oh, cool. I'll just use Photoshop. And which we did, but at, you could just tell. Like it didn't look like, Interesting. you know, I was like, oh, okay, cool. You, It's, it's, true like i like that hand yeah. like homemade story mm-hmm. makes me love comic books even more i know it's it's all handcrafted and then last but not certainly not least is the editor Oof. who just edits everybody yeah I'm sure. i mean so the editor is basically like a movie producer it's oh it's, yeah it's a good okay yeah, yeah I, can see that. I mean and you know obviously unless you know you're you're a big name writer or something um the the, the producer the editor is going to have more power or not you know have more sway or not but mm-hmm. they're what i mean they basically watch over everything they're there from the inception of the story you know and it, so especially if you're working for marvel or dc and you have you're playing with existing characters the editor you know, is going to say, okay, you you can't do this, you can do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he also, or she, uh, has to know what's going on in the company. Like, you know, like if he's, or she is on Batman or whatever, and you know that there's a big event coming up with Batman, Mm -hmm. like you you can't, you know what I mean? You got to figure out what's going on, you know, Mm -hmm. and and you can't like have things, you have to, everything has to jive together. Right. Um, And they oversee the writing, they oversee the artwork, they oversee everything Uh, every step they look at it they proof it um, from the simplest task of proofing it to a harder task of just making sure the story flows making sure Mm -hmm. it's not you know confusing um, or anything like that and then uh, and how it fits into the bigger pieces and then you have like an Mm editor-in-chief of of marvel or dc and the editor-in-chief really just is is the admiral they just they steer the the entire fleet of of all the comics and like you know they decide on like what the big crossover events like the, the year like what are we doing this year and yeah they, they steer the entire you know ship basically. i love that gosh yeah. all right so we got we know the people um at least the small list of people i'm sure there's a lot longer list but those are the main people and i guess next we'll move on to like the formats yeah which is what you're talking about issues so we'll start with issues single issues mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's uh so single issue um is like one, it's a part of a bigger story unless it's a one shot. 
there's a lot of one shots. Now, a one shot could be the same uh, size of a normal issue, or it could be like a, a bigger size, mm-hmm. or you know, even a prestige format. Mm-hmm. But it's just a term that some people will say if it's like a standalone story. So it has, has a beginning, middle, end, mm-hmm. and we're out. Yeah, and we're out basically. Okay. And it could be you know an existing character. It could uh, you know like be inserted in a you know a series of comics um, and be like okay you know like for for you know this superman arc is mm-hmm. like five issues right but we're going to insert a one shot in the middle um that is just has nothing connected to the arc you know might be a flashback i don't know who knows or you just you know insert it or whatever mm-hmm. i mean it's a little bit not common but i guess the what i'm also trying to say is sometimes you can use it to uh if an artist needs time more time to work on something um but for the most part like one shots kind of come out on their own annuals are kind of like one shots and Mm -hmm. whatnot but um they're fun like issue zeros are sometimes one shots and issues are also numbered yeah issues Issues. are numbered Mm -hmm. individual issues are are just straight up like number one number two Mm -hmm. number three um all the way up to number 800 you know i mean and people you know follow these these naming conventions and even sometimes when um you know they reboot the universe like mm-hmm. dc does mm-hmm. uh at one point they had they were having some fun they, had, they rebooted the universe and then i think they were having some fun with one of their characters and they started naming i think i actually think they did this with fantastic four all right so that would be with, marvel yeah with marvel with fantastic four at one point they did something then they brought the numbers back to where like they would have like so they rebooted it with new numbers oh. but then they at some point they were like you know what let's just bring it back to where it would have been and like so it's like nine issue 900 it, like you know type well, of thing i like that better though yeah, i mean and, you can still have like rebirth or reboot what did you say reboot rebirth reboot born something like that uh, the dc rebirth yeah rebirth that's what i thought yeah okay yeah well um. yeah yeah if you do like a reboot you usually start things off at at issue one again and it's because you as a new reader, mm-hmm. you go into a comic book store and say, like, I want to read Fantastic Four, but it's, like, issue 775, and you're like, well, gosh, I don't want... And you you're know overwhelmed. What I mean? You're overwhelmed. You're like, oh, forget it. I don't want to read this. Exactly. Yeah. So so a lot of times the appeal of rebooting something is to get new people in. I think it. that's really smart because yeah. I certainly came in way too overwhelmed, and then my husband was like... You should try this one and this one and this one. Oh, but this is and I, he was like, if you want something uh, to start it, I was like, I just want something to start at number one. I want to start at number one. I don't care what it is. I just want to be invested in it. And so that's when I started with Captain Marvel because it was coming out. But then he <laughs> pointed to this back room with all of these white long boxes of just drawers, cardboard drawers of comics and comic issues and issues and issues and issues. And they're like, you can dig through there and try to. Like, I was trying to find DC Bombers the. The bombers with like Wonder yeah. Woman, Harley Quinn, Batgirl, mm-hmm. all that. Oh gosh, that was a lot to dig through. So I certainly was overwhelmed. So did you find it? I found I found like three, five, and seven. Yeah. And then they're like, "Well, you can keep digging." And I'm like, "Man, I'm gonna start with Captain Marvel number one." <laughs> I'm so OCD about it. Irony, because it's the OCD podcast. <laughs> but I'm very OCD about it. I need one, two, three. Like I need to start. I need to know everything. Anyway. <laughs> So so we're not going to be doing DC Bombers. No, <laughs> in I'd the love future. to do DC Bombers. I would. I just want to start at number 1. Okay. I'm totally like I've been ringed read that for so long because I just think to not get off on a tangent here, but I just love the off art of all of that. Like super awesome girls kicking butt. I'm all about those comics. And that's what actually drew me in first when the DC Bombers, the Wonder Woman comics when I saw her outfit. I was like, "Okay, 
Um, and the cool but, thing is about those, those are a comic that came out, I believe, based on statues. Like, what? They were statues first, and they were such popular demand that they turned them into, like, characters and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, and they're all, like, have these retro style. They yes, look like, you know. Yes, I loved. Yeah. yeah. And it was very much like Rosie the Riveters mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Which I'm all about. And that's what I studied in college, actually. A lot of the Rosie the Riveters. So I was like, that's why I really wanted to read DC. Oh, okay. DC Bombers. Bomber Girls. Yeah, I, th- I think they look cool. I like, personally, um, I like it when you redesign existing characters mm-hmm. in different styles and different looks. And I think uh, DC does a good job of, like, allowing... Uh, there to be all these other versions of Batman and like, mm-hmm. you know, they can put out like a, a ninja Batman just for fun and people people are cool with it whereas Marvel kind of everything sort of is in the Marvel universe. It's almost like the movies. The Marvel yeah. comics are almost like the movies where like everything has to be connected which is harder for the editor-in-chief and all the editors to kind of keep everything on track and, and going towards like a singular, you know, goal. Um, but there's pluses and minuses to both sides of that coin. I just like sometimes DC has... A lot of fun with their their properties, mm-hmm. and like, like for case in point, the bombers, the, the bombers, DC yeah. bombers, yeah, like, it's like a little twist. Yeah, it's a little twist, and and yeah, it just it's like cool. Let's see where this goes, and yeah. they they, you, they take chances. DC, I think, takes more chances sometimes, and I think it pays off. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to have a, a gang of girls. We could all dress up like that for Halloween. I call Wonder Woman. <laughs> you have to, I was gonna say you might have to fight that one out with my wife. Oh, okay. well, she, who would she be? She would be Wonder Woman. You should be a great Wonder Woman. She, she looks be, just like Wonder Woman. She really does with the long black hair and everything. His wife is beautiful. I love her. <laughs> thank okay. you. I don't he know knows why I'm too. saying thank you. I'm not, <laughs> I didn't make her. I didn't create her. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, so I'm thinking we move on to the prestige edition. Yeah, that's not. I mean, is that like that's, that's not, not a big deal? It's not that sort. much of a big okay. deal. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it should be addressed. Um, just sometimes they're bigger issues. Uh, you know, okay. one shots can fall in there. You can also like refer to like a graphic novel in the same sort of format. I guess me personally, I've never called anything like a prestige issue. Okay, I know, but yeah. I mean, it's it's good to know that you know it's a term. Mm-hmm. Um, what did what did what does it say about? It says just just so you guys. know. I'm really good at typing into Google terminology of comic <laughs> books and writing it down in a notebook and highlighting it. Yep, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm reading off of right now. And Corey's answering, filling in the blanks here. But anyway, a prestige edition is 48 to 64 pages, which I, I don't know if it means that it's like more than one issue or it's just a giant issue. No, I think it's a giant issue. Okay. I think it's one uh, big issue. And then it, you would probably refer to like an oversized issue. Um, oh, okay. So like a lot of times annuals are like that. So, so you know, um, like, you know, Spider-Man will have an annual. And a lot of times, a lot of times annuals can be anthologies, have some different stories in them, or mm-hmm. be like a standalone story. Mm-hmm. Usually they're, they're, they're separate from the ongoing okay. story arc that's happening. So like annuals can fall into prestige format because they could be bigger, thicker. Um, you don't ever call them a graphic novel. They're never that big. Um, but they could be an anthology. They could be a one-shot, a standalone one-shot story. Um, or you could just – but people call them annuals. It's like you don't call it a prestige annual or you don't call it like a one-shot annual. You're just like, I just want you know Spider-Man annual number you know, 152. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, but that's how they can – 
turn out, essentially. Well, then I'll just keep it super basic. Um, So we'll go into the big group of collected editions, which is just basically different variations of issues together. So the one that we talk about, and actually the ones that we read, that we've agreed that we'll read for this podcast, are the trades. Right. Yeah, and if you want to elaborate on that. Well, trades are individual issues collected. Okay. Graphic novel is a standalone story, but... That's different from the trade. That's different than a trade, and it's... People will call trades graphic yeah, novels. I that. Yeah. yeah, but really the difference is a trade is a collection of individual stories collected into an arc, okay. like we saw with Batwoman, mm-hmm. um, or multiple arcs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it depends on how small the arc is on the inside. Okay. Like I think Elegy was only like four issues. Okay. Like if Elegy was like a six issue arc, we would have probably just gotten that trade. Like it would have just been that. Oh, um, and in Batwoman, can you define arc? The way arc that you're is it? yeah. Arc, so arc is. Um, say you have a hundred issues, right? Of okay. something. Okay. Let's make the math simple. Like say you got 20 issues of something. Okay. Uh, and just to keep the math simple, say an arc is five issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and basically, so there's four, there'll be four arcs in that 20 issue run. There's an overarching story. Seasons. Think of them as seasons. Okay. Okay. Think okay, of them okay, as okay. little mini seasons. How, how there's an overarching story, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, there's a little art, uh, yeah, a, a little story that's going on. Okay, and then you remember in Batwoman, um, we probably will just release Batwoman first so people can, you know, <laughs> have we're referencing it way too much now. Yeah. Um, but remember in Batwoman how we had Elegy mm-hmm. and then we had uh, Go, right? Yes. and how drastically different those stories were, but yet they filled yeah. the same, like, yet it's still the same character, mm-hmm. it's still a forward progress of the story, story mm-hmm. but they're two that you know, you saw where one ended and where sort of one began. Yeah, right? yeah, that totally makes and sense And so to those me. were two different arcs. Elegy is an arc, and Go is an arc, and then Cutter is an arc. Okay, so three arcs and one trade. And one trade right there. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so they name the arcs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll, you'll get them named. Huh. Like, and a okay, lot of times okay. you saw, like, like in Elegy, they'll put the name into the artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just like a, it's not just printed on top of something. So yeah. even when you're reading the individual I- issues of Detective Comics for the Elegy issues, you, you know what they are. Like, you see it, you okay. know, this is, this is the new arc, this is the new Elegy arc, you know, and then, you know, you you know how it's going. You can you can feel it. You can you can tell. Okay, that makes that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we got trade. Mm, let's move on to hardcover. So trade is usually paperback, you, and yeah, a hardcover yeah. is a trade with a hardcover. Yeah, or a graphic novel with a hardcover. Okay. And, and so what we, I was saying before, like if you put a graphic novel and like a trade next to each other, they could be literally the same size, but um, mm-hmm. and but one's a graphic novel and one's a trade, and the graphic novel being. It's a self-contained story, beginning to end, you know, and it oh. and it probably won't be, it probably won't be like Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man, they're going to keep their stories like in, you know, individual issues, okay. and then put produce trades. Mm-hmm. They're not going to like then all of a sudden create a Spider-Man graphic novel. I mean, they have right, mm-hmm. it, but it's just it's not something that happens as often. Graphic novels are more. I mean, even Watchmen wasn't a graphic novel; those are individual issues. 
I don't even... Uh, I, I pulled a graphic novel for you over there. I actually don't really even have that many graphic novels, but that one's the graphic novel, uh, The Alcoholic by... Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Ames. Jonathan Ames, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's a comedy writer. And uh, that right there is like, a, that's all there is to it, right? Oh. That is it. And he could have chosen to put it out in, you know, issue format or whatever, but he, him and the artist chose that's the right format okay. for what the story they were trying to tell. So can a graphic novel, so if, is this like a volume one and there's a volume two or is I it? know I know that's everything that's so I would it. it's just okay. the alcoholic and that or the name of it's called the alcoholic and there's no volume to it because that's the story Got there's it. there's nothing Beginning else to it that's the graphic novel yeah okay so if they would they do and maybe this is a silly question but and there are no dumb questions according mm-hmm. to you no dumb questions um if they did a graphic novel of Superman, would it be like Superman versus a character that never returns? You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. Or anything you want. I mean, okay. Sky's the limit. Sky, well, you know what I mean? so what? Like yeah, what you're trying to, what I, you can do whatever you want to in it. It's just going to be its own standalone thing, and it's not going to be inserted into okay. another story or another continuity. They will never do like a callback of it. Probably not because okay. it's it's again it's supposed to be like its own standalone it. thing. I know you keep saying that. I'm just making sure. That no, I don't, no, right. no, 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 no bad questions, no dumb questions. Um, like I said, I, you see all these here, right? Yeah, there's a wall I, of I, comics behind him. I probably are a wall, mostly trades, mm-hmm. omnibuses, and hardcovers. Oh, mm-hmm. And I would say I have more omnibuses than I do graphic novels. He's pointing pointing at three Ghostbusters omnibuses because. According to him, hashtag Ghostbusters is life. <laughs> He's doing a rock and roll yeah. sign here. <laughs> um, but like, like all the preachers down there, those are all trades. Like okay. I, I don't. That's why I pulled that alcoholic one because I don't really have that many graphic novels. Gotcha. But it's a term that's been interchanged. Like it's a term, mm-hmm. like you said, like people use it for trades as well. And they say graphic novels because people will be like, "Oh, do you like comic books or graphic novels?" And I assume they mean the trades. Maybe they don't know. Um, but the, so people do refer, and I even saw, it was like fancier term for trade sometimes. Yeah. It was a very loose definition. It's, it's very, and it is kind of loosey goosey. Um, I never use the term, but some people, you know, it, it, you know how some people say pop or soda, you know, and then, yeah, yeah, it's, it it can be like that, but technically a graphic novel is not a trade. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I'm I'm with you. So then, since we keep saying it, uh, what is an omnibus? Uh, omnibus is usually a bigger collection. It's oh, okay. it, just think of it as a trade, mm-hmm. but in a bigger collection, you, you collect like a bunch of trades inside. So I let uh, you guys borrow that Walking Dead omnibus. Yeah, it's huge. And yeah, it, it, like two in, inches thick. It's massive. <laughs> it is. I mean, it, you can kill somebody with that thing. Yeah, um, <laughs> you can stop a door with you, that thing. You can stop a bullet with <laughs> you that can thing. Stop a bullet. It's huge. Um, but that thing is like. It's fifteen trades um, because I have oh, I have trade number gosh. I have trade number sixteen right here I have tra- so oh I have wow tra- so I have trades okay um, oh no hold on no they're out of order who put my comics out of order not it all right, <laughs> all right so hold on <laughs> nine nine's the lowest okay so so that uh, that omnibus is judging that I have number nine trades starting here. So that omnibus is eight trades collected into one. Oh wow. Eight trades in one. Um Goodness. and that that's an that and that's like a bigger omnibus. Wow. Yeah, that that was that's a beefy. That's a beefy one. So like those omnibuses are probably like three or four trades collected. And uh, you can they're not and as you can thick. tell. They're yeah, like they're not inch. as thick as yeah. 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 
Yeah. So that's that's an omnibus. Um, like this ecstatics thing right here huge. is is, like is three a, or four inches yeah, thick. That yeah, that one's huge. And that's so a hardback like omnibus. Okay, and, hardback omnibus. And okay. a lot of times, like an omnibus is it's going to be a little bit nicer. So sometimes it's hardback. You know, just you got to love that comic yeah, a lot to spend that money because yeah. I mean this thing got to be like sixty bucks. Like, no, well, hundred. Well, the, the 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 one. I, the Walking Dead. The one? Walking Dead one is paperback, so it was cheaper, cheaper and that was okay. nicer. But this uh, Ecstatics omnibus, this hardcover one, mm. I think was 120. But you love it. Oh, it's one of my X- favorite story arcs X-Men. ever. Yeah, love that story. I love the X-Men. one of my favorite artists ever too. Oh, Mike Allred. Oh, we'll have so to good. read it. Oh, Maybe so we'll good. do an omnibus series. <laughs> That'll take a long time. That would take a while. <laughs> so, um. The, that I feel like is the most like basic terminology. So this other terminology here is just extra credit. I feel like maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> well, do you have any questions about formats? Do you have a do you have a preference so oh, far? I like trades so far. I don't. I've never liked. I've never been a hardback book girl mm-hmm. ever uh, in any sort of way. But I like the trades because it's short, and I feel like when a book is really thick, it's kind of laborious for me. For me, I like it's like trade. I can finish real quick. Even if there's like three trades stacked up, it's like one, done, two, done. You know what I mean? Um, what about you? What do you prefer? Um, I mean, I'm with you. I kind of like trades, even yeah. though I used to collect individual issues so much. Yeah. Um, But tr- it's so much easier, you know? And yeah. I like, it's like binging a season versus watching them sure. week by week, except here it's month by month. Yeah. So you have to wait even longer. And I'll like, I started getting issues at first because I thought it was so awesome, but uh, it, you're done so quickly mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, okay. And I feel like that's, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's dying off because I don't think it is because the collector market no. is still pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just practicality wise, the older I get, I just don't have the space for individual sure, issues. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And, they don't stack well. Yeah. And no, you have to keep the, you have to keep long boxes. Mm-hmm. And then I don't really like to like let you know, people borrow my issues, you know, type of thing. But yeah. trades, I don't give a crap about. Like, right. trades are fine. You can you take them, that. you can do it. And I don't care, like, I don't care if they look red. You know, that doesn't bother me. But with comics, I like to keep them in their bag and backboards. And, you know. Yes, and not. a backboard is what you get for a quarter more, I realize. When I first <laughs> bought my first sale com- uh, via comic book, my husband was with me. And they're like, do you want a thing for a for a quarter? And I'm thinking, like, oh, it's like a bag for a comic book? No. And then John, my husband, looks at me. He's like, no, you want one. Trust me. I'm like, okay, I'll spend so, the quarter. So you got the, yeah, they got gave the, you the bag and the backboard? Yeah, it's like the backboard's like a white piece of cards, hard card stock, and yeah. then you get the plastic bag over it. It's right. not a bag, but it's like, it makes, it keeps it nice. Mm-hmm. Keeps yeah. it nice. Yeah, and all those uh, supplies, the long boxes, the short boxes, the the bag and backboards, all of those come from Diamond. Diamond uh, Comic Distributors. Which you, where you yeah. work. Yeah, um, and you order them out of like the previous catalog. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you see long boxes here and everything. Yeah. Um, honestly, like, Sometimes I even just use them to move with because they're great. Like they're sturdy boxes. Sure. They're extremely sturdy and have the handles. Like you can put your hands in there, mm-hmm. and they're just thick. Uh, they're supposed to be like acid. You know, like the paper doesn't have like acid in it and stuff like okay. that. And then the the bag and backboards are obviously protect the the what you the, mean, the comics issue. yeah the actual issue and uh and since we're on it um a long box is and we talked about this in the batwoman episode but we'll bring it back again um it's about a four foot long by i want to say almost two and a half foot tall no well, yeah four four what foot long saying? but then the size of a comic book. Because, like if you look yeah. at a comic straight on like that's what it looks like but then it's like four feet yeah. like long yeah. so you can stick 
four feet worth of comics like yes. in it you know and a lot yeah <laughs> but you know and but they're nice to stack they're easy to stack like i said i have like freaking 20 of them in my mom's say, basement yeah i was gonna <laughs> You know, and, she, and think, I mean, thankfully, she, she, we keep them on, off of, she's, it's knock on wood, it's never flooded in her basement, but, uh, you know, we keep them, like, I keep them off the ground. Yeah, But, smart. yeah, I need, I need to go through them. <laughs> she's going to retire this year. I got to, she's going to sell the house at some point. I'm going to have to just fly home. Culture them. Oh, my God, I have so much stuff in my mom's basement still. <laughs> my God. It's okay. Uh, it's so many comics. I, I would, I don't ever want to sell them. I would love to just, you know, keep the ones that I want. Yeah. Take the, any of the all-age stuff that I don't want. I want to donate them to like a, a children's hospital or something yeah. so kids can have them. Because um, I don't feel like a lot of kids don't read comics these days. And, I agree. And I, it was like that like when I was in my 20s as well. I, I don't mm. know if the industry is bringing in younger people at all. I assume with as well that MC, that the, that the Marvel Cinematic Universe, how well it's doing probably brings kids in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that comic book movies are very like the, the yeah. biggest genre. I assume kids are reading comics. Mm-hmm. But... Man, I you never see a kid in a comic book store. Whereas no, and we take our nieces sometimes, and they just burn right through them. They love them, and I'm like, man, if kids just knew how cool comic books actually are. Yeah, they're like great. when you and I went to the we went to the free comic book day. I saw a bunch of free comic book day is um, May the fourth because May the fourth be with you. <laughs> um, but we went to a comic book shop here in Burbank called Black Cat Comics. Shout out, those guys are amazing. Um, but there were a bunch of free comic books uh, for kids. And I hadn't seen those before. I mean, I wasn't looking for them, but I took a couple of them. They're cute. Like, they're cute, yeah. you know? I mean, uh, comics, I mean, it's such a medium for kids, but yeah. we, you know, adults have, have completely taken it over, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of, like, all-age stuff out there. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there is. There, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it exists, mm-hmm. you know, but I think the money is in, you know, Spider-Man stuff and everything. Yeah. But in general... Unless it says mature readers on it, like a Spider-Man comic's going to be all ages anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the kids grew up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all grew up. <laughs> That's but, what happened. I mean, when I when I was a kid and uh, going into comic book stores like in 88, I was like 10 years old. You know, I, I come to think of it, I'm sure the guy hated me because my stepmom just left me in there, you know, and everything. <laughs> and you're like reading everything. It's, exactly. <laughs> and did I buy anything? I don't know. But um. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, kids, kids just aren't coming into comic book stores like they used to. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll change. There should be like a kids comic book day, like a day that's just for kids to go into comic book shops. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. We definitely want to raise our future kids to love comics. (laughs) I, I for sure do. You guys probably too. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And Star Wars. Oh my God. And Star Wars. And I hope our kid, uh, I hope my kid doesn't like Star Trek, man. That that would suck. (laughs) (laughs) I like Star Trek, but I'm I'm a Star Wars guy. (laughs) Well, all right. I guess we'll move right along here. Um, Oh, I also learned that single issues are also called floppies because they're Oh, are floppy? they? I've never heard that said. term before. <laughs> Give me a floppy. Says, yeah. <laughs> I'll take a floppy. I'm curious if any of you out there have heard that before because I hadn't. Yeah, and you this... hadn't, which is weird. Well, so. it might. It also things might be, um, you know, uh, like we said, like pop versus soda. Like they might be uh, uh, area specific dialect. Oh, that's true. That's I have no point. idea. Uh, I grew up in Maryland on the East Coast, mm-hmm. and we did not call comic books floppies. Floppies. <laughs> I mean, I understand it. Like, floppies. Yeah, no, I get it. I yeah. get where they came from, but it doesn't. You, you it, like, you're not like floppy isn't any faster than saying comic. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I know, right? The slang is supposed to be <laughs> yeah. faster than the actual word. That's exactly. Funny. We already have a perfect slang for comic <laughs> yeah. books. It's called a comic. It's comic. <laughs> it's half the word. It's already we there. Are, yeah. Floppy seems longer. <laughs> Who made 
made that up. Who's deciding these things? The internet. Yes. The internet made that up. Yeah, probably. Okay, so, okay. Oh, this was cool, which was also in the documentary that you had, which was on YouTube. Um, the variant covers for the Ooh, single oh, issues. Yeah, now that is where things go crazy. Yeah. You saw in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. They went buck wild with the variant covers. Same issue, same exact story. Four different colors. Collect them all. Collect them all. Talk Some... about the ultimate business idea. Like, wow. Dude, I have so many issues of like X-Men where like all four of the issues will create one big cover, <laughs> but it's still it's still the same issue. Like I oh, bought the yeah. same darn issue for <laughs> four times. Did you read it four times? No. <laughs> You read it once. Yeah, I read it once. It wasn't even that good to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of times, you know, you'll see the trend. There'll be these marketing campaigns for things that aren't quite as good as maybe they should be because yeah. if it was good on its own, you don't need to have multiple variant covers. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not always the case, obviously, right. but, you know, like a variant cover doesn't mean it's going to be good. But during the 90s, like there was this huge movement uh, mm-hmm. that everyone thought their comics were going to be worth something because the Golden Age comics were worth something. But what people didn't take into account, the reason the Golden Age comics were worth something was because... Because of the war. Wait, paper? Wait. Yeah, because, <laughs> Wait. Of, because of World I War II. World War II. World War II. People had to give away their paper? I think How does that yeah, work? I, I think they had to recycle. Like, well, Obviously, I was not alive back in World War II. <laughs> uh, well, first off, parents... Didn't you know comics were just trash? Yeah. Like, it, like a you don't oh, even want your kid reading them. Yeah. Because they're trash. We and, need to do a history of comics yeah. to explain that because I think that is so freaking interesting. Yeah. We we should. I think that yeah. One of ours should be just kind of like a, a conversation about the history of mm-hmm. things. I, I I I would need to refresh myself with that documentary. Totally. Yeah. Before that. Um. Sorry. But yeah, it's but variant covers. You know, like like everyone bought them and everyone thought they were going to be worth something and they turned mm-hmm. out to not be. But now people understand that. So there will be variant covers for stuff, but you kind of just buy the one that you like, you know, right. <laughs> and, or collect them all. That's great. But we all, as comic book readers, pretty much understand that none of these are going to be worth anything. Well, now you do. See, uh, as a new, uh, let, let this just be a warning, you guys. If you go in, make sure you're buying uh, like issue one, issue two, issue three of whatever comic that you want. If you want to buy issue and not the trades because I made the mistake of buying three of the same. Oh, so you got suckered by the variant covers. I did. I oh. didn't know. Nobody told me. Even the person at checkout didn't tell me. Of course me. not. He's selling three I comic was books. I a newbie. Like, he's, so happy, he's so happy to be selling. I was like, I'm so excited to be reading this comic book. And he's like, oh, isn't that great? Check, check. You know? And I'm like, Which, oh my gosh. What comic was it? I don't want to say. Elvira? It was. But it's not her fault. Okay? I thought, oh my gosh, these these covers are so great. They're so. I thought they were all different. I was I was. I didn't know. As a newcomer, but, I didn't know. Well, uh, uh, but as an artist, mm-hmm. do you appreciate the art on each individual cover? Yeah, of course. And but you, I would never. You would all never of have them. bought all of them. Okay, mm-hmm. you would have bought one of them. I'm not a collector. Right. Yeah. I like art and yeah. I appreciate, it, but I'm not a collector. But you, you see at the core what the point of the variant cover is. Absolutely. It's, I don't think it's it's not supposed to be like like you know. Sub, not subterfuge. Um, it's not supposed to like be tricking you, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you're supposed to be like, oh gosh, I I like both of these covers. Which one do I get? Well, yeah. well maybe I'll just buy get, get them both. Who cares? You know. And they're not all like that because then no. I got Captain Marvel, who I keep bringing up, who I love, um, and she didn't have variant covers. And and you get you have to think like variant covers are kind of expensive to do. You obviously need to 
pay the uh, different artist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there's all kinds of printing things involved there. Mm-hmm. Like you have to make three separate print runs uh, oh. of something, you know. So that right there is going to cost more money. That's true. Um, and it's and then you're gonna like I would yeah I guess I imagine they have three separate SKUs essentially. Um, wow, yeah. When I was working be. at Diamond, like sometimes they would have incentives where you buy an X like certain amount of comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I was working at Diamond like Marvel would have an incentive where you buy like you know I don't know 100 copies of this Spider-Man um, whatever Spider-Man number 300 I'm just throwing out a number sure. and you buy uh, if you if you buy you know 50 of them you get a special issue of a comic like you get a special comic now those are huh. worth something because the the uh, comic book store had them. to exactly and and of course and smaller comic book stores would get pissed off because mm. they we're only ordering 20 copies right there's like and there's no need to order 50 just to mm-hmm. get that one thing and then whole even worse is if you know they did order it they they got the the thing and it came like bent up or, or you know crushed ooh, or something ooh, yeah that no. was uh you get some real irate uh, comic book yeah. stores like because what i did was i was a, i was i first worked as a customer service rep then i was a brand manager mm-hmm. um and as a customer service rep wednesdays people would just be calling in because it's New that, comic book day. New comic book day. Mm-hmm. And that and that's why Wednesday we come out on Wednesday. We mm-hmm. release our uh, podcast on Wednesday. Because yeah. it's new comic book day. Yeah. Um but yeah, so people would be calling in and that would be that would just suck because like those variant covers, especially ones that are that extremely rare. Like even Marvel doesn't even have that many like printed because you don't even you don't want them to be printed too much. Uh, because that cuts down on what they're worth, but you also need to have mm. some replacements for damages. Good point. You know, I didn't even think about it like that. Okay, yeah. yeah, I see that way. So you know, but the, Marvel would be cool. Like you know, they but you'd have to put the order in. You'd have to you mm-hmm. know send it up the chain of command. They'd have to approve the you know the expedited shipping. And my yeah. God, if that box came broken and crushed, I mean that's happened before too. Well, what are you going to do? And then you then you got to start wondering. Okay. You got to send me a picture of it. Is it really damaged, uh, or yeah. are you just trying to get another one out mm-hmm. of it? Yeah, you got to yeah. all that kind of stuff. That's like that's that's inside baseball kind of stuff. But yeah. that's that's it's like you you know that that but that is why like you don't see like variant covers for like everything. It's it's um, it's more of a fun. It's supposed to be just like a fun little thing. And right. like I wouldn't, I don't would not expect every issue of Elvira to have a variant cover. It's usually just like issue one to yeah, kind of get people excited. Yeah. excited. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They were all great. They're all great. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. You don't put out a variant that's not like yeah. hot. Like usually the variant covers are hot yeah. as hell, but like, yeah, it's, it's not a, not a standard practice, but it, 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 it happens enough that you have to be aware of it. And it still happens mm-hmm. because I don't think like a lot of sales are made via trickery, but it no, happens. No. <laughs> It happens because, say, you know, you are a fan and you are a collector, you do buy all three of them, you know? Right. There's four, actually. Four, yeah. Three or four. That's crazy. Yeah, and um, I did realize, too, that comic book stores are very much, like, you have to order ahead for things because they don't want to have too much in store. But I guess now it makes sense because, like, not everybody's going to buy every single issue and it's just going to sit there on the shelf, when you got so many more comic books to put up. Yeah. That and makes that, sense. And that's why comic books and stores encourage you to have like a pull list mm-hmm. every week. Yeah, we have um, one. Yeah. yeah, it's it's because A, they know exactly how many to order. True. You know, and and you know you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, they can, they can you know, 
it's on them to order any extras, you know, that they think that they're, but they, they need to just know their customers. You need to know your area. Yeah. You need to know if people are going to be coming in. But because you see like Black Cat Comics, it's not a big place. He doesn't mm-hmm. have a lot of space uh, for like a lot of belong boxes and stuff. But then you go mm-hmm. like down to like Meltdown Comics in New York City, like yeah. in Times Square, and it's like, oh it's huge. There's a gazillion, uh, you know, uh, uh, long boxes everywhere because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it's like Amoeba or something. You know what oh I mean? Oh my gosh. Like it's like that <sighs> big. You know, I've That's, never been, but. Yeah. That stresses me out i know i keep bringing back to that but like long boxes and just seeing the little plastic covers popping out of it and trying to dig i'm like this is fun i love it like (laughs) sarcastically love it i like it when it's like on the shelf like boom color there it is that's the one i want yeah i I totally feel you i mean uh, but you're the opposite you're the opposite uh, i mean i not anymore like now Mm -hmm. i'd rather just have the you know but when I was younger, going through those individual issues, it's also like a, a budget thing. Like I don't have you know twelve dollars to buy the trade, but right. I can come up with two dollars, three dollars to buy the the back issue mm-hmm. one at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you're twelve years old, right. it's it's kind of just a, more of an easier way to sort of like collect things. Um, but then as a collector, you're also like like having all the issues. So like when I actually have like a whole run, I'm like, oh, this feels good. Like a, <laughs> like a whole like one whole long box is it. like a whole run of something, yeah. and you're just like, oh wow, this is cool. This is cool. I just wish these were all in trades because yeah. I would actually read them. Because otherwise, I just tape them up and their little their little bag and backboard and put them away their own yeah Yeah. (laughs) do you ever buy all the issues and then buy the trade later have you ever done that um no because things sort of you know kind of switched over when i was Mm -hmm. like i went just i just transitioned from reading individual comics to reading trades gotcha because i was just like well i don't got the time for yeah you know i mean but i was reading comic books up until i moved out here like i was reading individual comics up until 13 years ago when i moved out here okay and then i was like and i brought some with me you know most of them in my basement but i brought some with me um cross country and it's like why why did i do that yeah there's you know i never even looked you know so i'm, I'm i got the but you're box taking here. a bunch with you but you gave us a bunch though yeah well i got He's giving b- us like a I, whole long I got a bunch box. more of you all, see all those boxes over there that yeah. you guys gotta go through get ready those. house of secrets yeah. i may be dropping off a bunch please you guys. please do please <laughs> do i would that that's awesome i don't mind no happy to no yeah. we'll probably read them too we read everything we get but okay but anyway, let me see if there's any more terminology things on my list here that could be important. We basically covered everything that I think. Oh, except annual. You did mention annual. We did mention annual, uh, annual, and we mentioned one shot. One um, shot, yeah. Now, there's a couple things. I think uh, did we we talked about splash pages. We talked about oh, the yeah. gutter. Let's talk about like, the page I, terms. Yeah, that's so a great idea. Do you know what a panel is? I do. Right. It's the box on the page. It is the action. <laughs> it's the window into the comic book world. That's right. That's yeah. right. And and artists can have fun with panels. Panels, you know, you can you can have the Hulk punch a panel and break, you know, break it or something. Yes. You can have panels like intersect. Artists can have like mm. crazy fun with all kinds of like weird, you know, panels and, and it doesn't stuff. have to be a box. Doesn't have to be a box. It can be anything you want it to be. It's all just it's really just the what's well, the artist and the writer and to kind of tie back into what the roles are, I probably should have noted um, there. You know how, like in movies, scripts have an exact standardized format. Their yes. scripts have an exact standardized format. Comic books, not as much. 
which I love. I imagine if you work, say, at Marvel or DC, they, they probably have something inside internally that they like to, to have everything, you know, like the writer to have a script. Like, kind of uniform. Like, yeah, kind of like, you know, I'm sure that they do, but yeah. it's not, there's no industry standard like there is with a, with a movie script. And the reason for that is with a movie, with, with the movies, mm-hmm. with a movie, mm-hmm. it takes, I mean, up like up to 100 people are working on this thing, right? Right. So every single person needs needs to know exactly what to look for for their job mm-hmm. in the script. Like if you're if you're doing this job over here, you're not reading the whole script, but you're looking for what you need to look for. Right. Whereas with a comic book, I mean, it can the people who work on any single issue can range from the high end of, you know, letterist, colorist, pencilers, inker, writer, uh, editor. writer editor, six people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even at that point, your script writer, your writer can be have like their own format. Like could there be more than one writer? Well, there can be, of course, yeah. Okay, there can okay. always be more than one writer, but like as far as formatting goes, yeah, oh, yeah. it like some some writers like break down each panel. Mm-hmm. Some writers break down the page, and then their artist actually breaks down how mm-hmm. it's gonna like flow right. on the. Uh, so, what I'm saying to you is like a, a, a comic book script can be written any way, shape, or form. Sure, because sure, sure. really, they only really need to communicate either to their editor, like mm-hmm. needs to be able to look it over. Um, or the, the the penciler, pretty much, because yes, the inker, you know, like it, they're not tracing, but what they need to know is kind of right on that page, right? Whereas the artist needs to work with the writer and like, how is this page going to flow? You know, like so the the editor is the producer, the writer is the director, mm-hmm. and the uh, pencilist is the cinematographer, essentially. Sure. Yeah. And then you know you can say the inker is like, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I love so, it. So so it's just interesting that there's no <clears throat> standard. Like there is no standard comic book script format mm-hmm. at all. You I can, like I said, so cool. a, a writer can be as detailed to say what's in every single panel, mm-hmm. and then the artist just draws whatever the writer, you know, or some writers like just break it down page by page and be like, okay, this page, here's all the dialogue for this page, and then the writer, and here are the characters kind of like some character direction, mm-hmm. and then the artist, the penciler, goes in and, and actually breaks it down panel. Like, how many panels is this going to need to tell this story right here? Gotcha. Um, but, you know, a lot of times it's just, it's easy to communicate with your writer, though, because you can, you know, it, since it's just you and them, like two people working together mm-hmm. more, and they don't have to be in the same room, but, you know, it's it's a lot easier to be like, call them up and be like, so what did you mean by this? Yeah. Whereas when you have a hundred people, you know, the, the, the DP doesn't want to hit up the writer and be like, what did you mean by this, you know, <laughs> on a script? But yeah, yeah, totally. But I see what you mean. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, so there's there's room for interpretation mm-hmm. and whatnot, and then obviously like the more you know powerful the writer is, the more freedom they have to. Um, I imagine Alan Moore can write any way he wants Who's to. It, what comic books did he do? Uh, Watchmen. Oh, Watchmen. Yeah. That's your favorite. Yeah, or well, one of your favorites. Yeah, it's favorites. a good one. It's a seminal one. It's yeah. it's seminal. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy that one. Wait, did you did you read did you read Watchmen yet? No, he didn't lend it to us okay. yet. Okay. Oh, John doesn't have it either. I, oh wait, no, he does have it. He wait. does have Watchmen. Oh gosh, oh, okay. I'd have to look it up. We're gonna I'd do Watchmen at some point. Like, yeah, we have to. It's it's like it's like talking about the top 100 movies and not talking about Citizen Kane. I'm not okay. saying it's the best comic book ever written, but mm-hmm. it's it's you have to talk. We have to get yeah. to it. Eventually. I love Watchmen. I, I just from the movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that and the the the, the book is is there's some it the movie was pretty faithful up until a certain little spin at the end, mm-hmm. um, but for the most part, I thought the movie was pretty faithful to it. Oh good. Yeah. Oh and. To 
tie in the History Channel. We're really promoting this History Channel uh, documentary. Oh, I, yeah, guys. we are not getting paid by them <laughs> <No>. whatsoever. <laughs> it's just I love that documentary. It's wall to wall. Exactly what happened. It's so great. Um, but anyway, what I really liked about one of the commentators on there that you guess you could say they said that the real difference between comic books and the books and comic books and the movies is that the comic books uh superheroes or characters in the books we see their internal thoughts yeah that's whereas in the movie that doesn't really happen that's what that's the one not the one but a big thing that the comic book medium has like in in books like they had that that movies just can't seem yeah. to translate because when we've seen it before you hear voiceovers they just never work as well as mm-hmm. but in comics you can actually see what they're thinking their thoughts, and it's yeah. you get these insights into into these characters that are really cool mm-hmm. you know into their actual their thought process and that's what actually that was one thing that i always enjoyed about spider-man um was like you would get to see his thoughts of like I mean you know Spider Man's like a freaking you know fifteen year old kid yeah. fighting an adult with like mechanized arms yeah. and he's thinking in his head oh crap oh crap oh crap yeah. but then his mouth what he's saying is like something sarcastic or something like heroic to yeah. sort of appear like yeah. he's uh, you know uh, confident exactly yeah. exactly but you, you get actually an insight into his mind because yeah. you can actually see the the balloons and he's like wow wow like. What am I doing here? This is yeah. insane, you know. And yeah. it's it's cool. You actually get insight into the character. Yeah, I like I that. I love that little yeah little thing. But movies, yeah, don't they don't have that? They can't do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I wanted to make sure that that we kind of addressed panels and and you know kind of scripting and everything. And like you said, uh, you know, panels can it can be they can be ranged however mm-hmm. um you're i assume you're getting better at kind of reading a flow of a comic yes and it took me a minute because sometimes um like how you would read a book like um it would be left or right but sometimes the panels like the top let's say it's the first row the second row the third row of panels they go onto the second page so sometimes i'd accidentally start on the second row of panels but i needed to continue on the second page first row you know and it it just goes to show like the art of it and then you know when you get in the flow of it you really i don't know and it's it's different for every single comic book like it could or even in the comic book itself sometimes it's like i don't even know if i'm making sense it's kind of a visual thing when i'm explaining but it's like the first row second row third Mm -hmm. row all on the left side then you know blah 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 but sometimes it bleeds over you know what i'm talking about yeah they do a two-page splash or something two-page splash yeah see i don't know the terms we're learning here (laughs) but but i mean you saw like in batwoman um how uh williams the third he would just do all these like crazy panels and they were just like the the, you see some comics where the panels are very structured very standardized Mm -hmm. and then you see some comics like like that batwoman where he makes the panels as part of the artwork yes and it like there was even panels within the bat symbol right at one point Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's cool it's cool when you start like messing with that kind of of stuff yes and uh yeah artists uh, there's no like standard panel sizes or anything like that just Mm -hmm. you tell the best story you know but at the same time there's nothing wrong with having a very standard panel and then having the action you know kind of it allows you to focus more on the action on the inside the panel. Right. Um, I have a I have a particular favorite artist, uh, Frank Quitely. Um, he draws a lot of like it'll be like you know four panels of the same size, same everything, 
and he will make the character be doing something in the panel and you just really get this like in each panel oh, you just get a sense scene. of their of their motion and them oh. walking and stuff like that yeah um and like the way frank quietly uh does his like action and movement like i love it so That's much awesome. but a lot of times it's because you take the standard, you do these like repet, you do repetition, and then inside that repetition, you create variations, mm-hmm. and the variations gives you the sense of motion. Okay, and he does that well. So it's like, it, awesome. you, but yeah, but he's also not fancy with his panels. Mm-hmm. He never really does really weird, crazy panels like you see. You know, J J G J H Williams the third. Yep. Um, do um, <laughs> I he? Think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember if it was J G or J H, but um, Williams anyway. the third. Yeah. Um, he does just some fantastically beautiful panels mm-hmm. um, but that's just his style he mm-hmm. just chooses to to do that whereas like frank quietly will do more standard panels but then what's going on inside the panel mm-hmm. is different just their style there's just, so many ways to write a comic book right and that's, that's why i love them yeah and that's oh, what's cool great. yeah it's 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 a very flexible medium. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. You already have like different artists, different writers, and mm-hmm. everything. So you have different points of view coming in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the medium itself is just so flexible. Like you yeah. can even you can even working within set parameters of like it has to be twenty pages. Right. This and that. But like you know, it's is it technically twenty pages? It could be nineteen pages because one's technically a splash. You know, two page splash. True. You know, mm-hmm. so like an art. You know, but. It's it's a fun medium and and you know a good editor will let their will know what their artist is good at mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Um, another little side thing you you might pick up on uh, occasionally, especially with artists that are a bit more detailed. Mm-hmm. You'll be reading along, reading along. Do 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 do. This is great. This is great. Turn <laughs> the page, and all of a sudden, you're like, why is this art suck on this one page right here? Well, because the artist got behind and they had to call in <laughs> really? they had to call in someone else to like oh, finish it's it their it's not their artwork Oops. they might call in somebody to like huh. fill in a, a page or two I feel depends like I on how back they're on yeah it, it happens and it usually happens with more like a dc or a marvel where they have to come out every oh, month and yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. you can't miss that deadline wow. so if, if your artist is awesome and everyone loves them mm-hmm. or her but you know they have a hard time hitting deadlines Mm -hmm. your editor needs to know that and have you know maybe someone backed up behind them uh some of these bigger artists like jim back in the day like jim lee um he's still around uh but like the guys the guys and i say guys because there were no uh women artists then that founded image uh eric larson um tom mcfarlane rob liefeld uh, Willis, oh wow! Willis Picaccio, um, <laughs> wow. Uh, Valentino, Valentino. <laughs> I think so. Like those big, the mo- those these were all like you saw what happened. You you saw mm-hmm. in the documentary how Image got formed. There's all these yes. artists that moved away from Marvel, Marvel. and DC mm-hmm. because they would ma- they would create characters for Marvel and DC, but DC and Marvel would own the rights to them. And they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So you got a bunch of artists, not writers. That's why all those comics sucked really bad really. <laughs> because and the art can be amazing but the art was and amazing then the writing can but then, be and, and, not good and it's still visual medium so you still want you know usually art always comes first but sure. i want a good story you still need a story i i 100 agree with that like i would rather have stick figures in a good story right. and i and i'm not bagging on the art at all it's just you, you gotta have that story you gotta give me a reason to go to the next one yeah 100 agree same page there yeah. um but like you'll find some of these these guys like jim jim lee that were so big that they have like an army of artists under them that kind of just look 
like poor man versions of mm, their stuff. Okay. They're never quite as good, but they're passable. And you're like, oh, oh you're you're a Jim Lee style person. Okay. And then Rob Liefeld would have his cronies. And then, you know, the said cronies would either fill in mm-hmm. or do their own comic and it would kind of be under Rob Liefeld's banner. Uh, and then, but it still kind of looks like his stuff. So you gotcha. do, sometimes bigger artists will actually cultivate little, uh, you know, and then some of these, these like, I don't want to call them imitation artists or anything like that, but some of these people, they do blow up on their own. Like, they do sort of find their oh, they're own. they're like, hey, I like yeah. this one, make my own. Yeah, and sometimes gotcha. they'll morph their style and kind of make it more their own and, mm-hmm. and kind of really take off. But, I mean, yeah, yeah they're, they're, I mean, just like... Just like there's Steven Spielberg, there's also, mm-hmm. you know, a gazillion other, you know, people, directors that are working, but, you know, you, they might be doing Lifetime movies, they might be doing whatever, but, you know, they're working, they're yeah. doing their thing, but they're not Steven Spielberg. Right. You know? Right. They're still competent, and they get the job done, but, you know, they're, they're not Jim Lee. No one's Jim Lee. <laughs> Jim Lee is Jim Lee. He's... That's he's, your, your comic book celebrity. Well, he's I mean, he's one of the he's one of the biggest uh, comic book artists, like, of all time. Is he's he up still there doing with, like, comics? Tom uh, yeah, he's, he works for DC mostly. Oh, nice. Um, I, I'll show you some of his work yeah. when, when we're done. Um, um, but he's he's a big one, um, but yeah. So awesome. Yeah, there's it's it. There's a lot of moving pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, like a movie, there's a lot of moving pieces. A lot of people are involved, but it's on a much smaller scale, sure. and it's more intimate. Sure. Um, to the point where you know it could just be two people. It could literally just like an independent comic could just be a writer mm-hmm. and like you know an, an, artist. A, an artist that does their own inking. Just like it could just be two. Yeah, it could just be coloring. two people. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of artists that do their own inking. Like like uh, Mark. Tertiera Tex mm-hmm. he, so I the reason I'm having a hard time saying his name is because he goes by Tex like that's oh, his handle that's okay. his like signature is T-E-X mm-hmm. but that's short for Texteria and mm-hmm. I just don't know how to pronounce that I've only ever read it you gotcha. know <laughs> yeah yeah in your head it sounds it, perfect exactly yeah. so but like he'll do like his own inky Mike Mignola mm-hmm. uh, who created Hellboy he does Hellboy. his own inking usually you know okay. mm-hmm. um, oh I have Hellboy here we should read that oh yeah yeah if you like the movies yes. the Hellboy's comics are cool yeah Yes. I like um, the old Hellboy. Well, I haven't seen the new Hellboy, actually. The new Hellboy. The one with Hopper from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I actually reviewed that on NSFW Gamer. Um, oh, a little plug there. Yeah, oh. yeah, a little plug. A little plug a Rooney. <laughs> and um, spoiler alert, that movie was garbage. Oh, no. Plain and simple. Dang. Garbage. And I'm a big fan of the Guillermo del Toro Yes. Movies. Oh, Guillermo. Yeah, I love me some Guillermo. Oh, I love Guillermo. But um, do, you, do you have any uh, do, any questions? I mean, we, we covered no, a lot of stuff right here. No. No, I don't have any. I don't have any questions. I just asked those along the way. Thank you for downloading all of them <laughs> <laughs> and, and your and your brain girl. I mean, yes. you got the whole list right there. <laughs> you showed me. That. I was like, oh, you don't need me. <laughs> I sent him a picture, and yeah. he like made his own notes. There you go. Picture of my notes. And, yeah. Anyway, well, that was that was so informational. Yeah, we kept it around a little bit around an hour, which is yeah. what we figured. So you know, um, we can we can go past an hour very easily. <laughs> yeah, we we don't have any problem talking no. <laughs> whatsoever. And I mean, I'm sure we'll come across terms later that mm-hmm. are, are new, um, and we can just yeah. discover them together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like you said, maybe at some point we'll do a little bit of a deeper dive into the history of comics. Yes, or, I would love that. Yeah. You know, maybe by publisher or maybe even just maybe some art. If you're, if you're an artist you like, we can yeah. maybe go down that road That's and true. stuff like that. But there are can... so many ways to go about this podcast. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. And at first we were thinking like every episode was just going to be like a comic. Like we started with, with Batwoman. But then we both were like, you know what? 
why don't we just open it up to like, yeah, some of them will be like next week we are going to do Lady Mechanica Mm -hmm. and it'll just be Lady Mechanica and whatever else we talk about. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, following it could be something else. We don't have to do just a comic every time. Yeah, that's true. But hopefully we all keep reading comics Yes, Every week. along the way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I just joined a comic book club in Burbank at the Perky Nerd, and we try not to curse on this podcast, so it's the Perky Bees. Duh, 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 duh. And they meet twice a month, and I'm super excited, and I get to talk about comics even more, <laughs> like twice a week sometimes. One day with you on Tuesdays when we record, and then Wednesdays That's when right. we meet up. So I'm excited to get caught up here. Nice. That's yeah. cool. Let me know how it goes. Let me know what, what you all talk about over there. Yeah. And that that's awesome. I've actually never been to the Perky Nerd. I heard me it's neither. cool. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody at my work was like, you got to try it. It's, it's on a, Magnolia, right? It's on Magnolia, yeah. But closer to, to downtown Burbank, right? Like yes. More towards that end, away from Portos, right? Yes. And I think they're up for the Eisner Award for a comic book shop. Oh, good for them. Yeah. I've heard, I know celebrities uh, go there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Hardwick goes there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've never been, but I've heard it's cool. I, I used to go to Geeky Tees. Oh, Geeky uh, Tees is good. And they, she moved, right? Like yeah. I think like, like off, down the street, down the street or something. Yeah. yeah, I know that whole. Sadly, that whole Magnolia stretch is uh, is changing. No, don't tell me that. Yeah, they're they're trying to get rid of all those cool monster shops and everything because they just want it to be boutique stores and everything. Boo. Yeah, I know. That's it's a shame. Anyway, well, Corey, my friend, this has been way fun, and I'm so glad that we have this episode so that. Hopefully, everybody could be like, you know, uh, if they have a comic book novice, they could be like, hey, wait, ongoing comic book discussion podcast. They have a great episode about all the comic book terminology. That's right. I love it. I hope (laughs) this is something that people can like pass around as a primer. Um, even though it is our third episode in, in <laughs> technically, but it's, it's a good one to start with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, moving from here, we'll just keep growing. We'll just keep, you know, building off of it. Um, I, I talked to Tess offline about at some point I want to get into like how diamond works, diamond comic distributors yeah. works and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people might want to know that as if they're trying to get in, get their comic into the yes. diamond. Um, now I will say it's been like 15 years since I worked there. So so, is it Maryland? It was yeah. They're they're based in Baltimore. So. Or Baltimore. Yeah. Or, well, oh, I mean, Baltimore, sorry, Maryland. Baltimore, yeah. Maryland. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, they're they're uh, they have warehouses everywhere. But yeah, the home office is based in yeah, Baltimore. Baltimore. And every comic book store in America gets every single thing in their comic book store from Diamond Comic Distributors. Oh, okay. So it, it's it's worth noting. You know, we're yeah. we're gonna go down some of these little tangents you know and stuff um and and like i said sometimes it might not be about you know superheroes and everything but it's interesting it's still interesting and if you want to know like the other side of the industry and and i've worked in the other side of the industry so Mm -hmm. it'll you know i just want to be able to talk about it if if you if anyone's interested in it if not i don't mind not talking about it (laughs) i can can move on but uh, we'll see where it goes we'll evolve with it i'm down i'm here for the ride and we hope uh, on that note, we hope to hear from you all. Uh, we have Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, OCD Podcast, uh, at OCD Podcast on Instagram, and you can email us through there. Mm-hmm. Um, but our email is ongoing pod. Uh, I messed it up last time, too. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, I got it's, this. I on, got it in my notes. Ongoing Comic Book Podcast. Yes. I'm yes. Gonna, at I'm Gmail. <laughs> ongoing po- comic book. Ongoing comic book podcast on Gmail. I will have a link. I mean, it'll be on our website and everything like that. But <laughs> like you said, it's easy to find us through Instagram. Yes. Um, 
Facebook. Facebook. You can find us through Facebook. Uh, Ongoing comic book pass. Comic book. Pa- oh goodness gracious! We I picked mean, the longest name ever. I, I know, Whoops. and I, I try to. I try, always try to abbreviate it uh, to OCD. But I mean, I love the name. Yeah, it's me just, too. My yeah, husband was, came up with it. Yeah, it was. It was a good one, and we were like, yeah, yeah, no, that that's awesome. But like, I was like, okay, do I do I get ongoing comic book discussion podcast at gmail.com? You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I was like, that's way too long. <laughs> the beginnings of a new show. Yeah, it's all, all these kinks, but they're fun kinks. And, and I'll put I'll put um you know. Everything in the show notes. You guys yeah. will be able to find, you know, our Instagram. You guys will be able to find our Facebook. All you have to do is click on the show notes. Uh, yeah. You'll find it through there. But I'll put everything Perfect. in there. And the point is we want you guys to talk to us and yeah. let us know if you have any questions. We mm-hmm. want it to be a discussion. And yes. that doesn't mean just me and Tess. That yes. means you all as well. I agree. Yeah. 100%. And Corey, where can we find you on the social medias? Well, I'm most active on Instagram at Corey Nation. Uh, but podcast-wise, I just launched a cult cinema podcast yes. called Podcasting After Dark. So good. It's, that one is not all ages. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of cussing in that one. And there's probably a lot of cussing in every podcast that I do besides this one, which is mm-hmm. nice. Um, <laughs> and then uh, you can find me on every week on Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Mm-hmm. Also wonderful. Yeah. So, Tess, what about you? You can just find little old me on Instagram at Tess Llanos. That's T-E-S-S-L-L-A-N-O-S. And you're very active on there. I am. I am. I post a lot of comic book things and nerdy things. We just went to Disneyland, so I posted all about Disneyland things and went to the, uh, what do you call it, Galaxy's Edge? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so I, jealous. So jealous. Dude, we're going. Don't worry. We'll go. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Awesome. All right. So next week we'll do Lady Mechanica. Yes. And so if you all want to read that, it's uh, volume one. We'll be doing volume one of Lady Mechanica. And then uh, we'll figure out after that where to go from there. Yeah. All right. All right. We will see you all next time. Woohoo! This has been another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Follow us at OCD Podcast on Instagram and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Facebook. You can also review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and support us on Patreon. Tune in next week for another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey.